0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Pod Squad, the very first episode in a brand new podcast by UCAN Productions. can help young, blind and visually impaired people to build skills, confidence and to be everything they can be. This podcast came about to help during these isolating times, to build a sort of interactive listening community We're going to be talking about all sorts of things, music, sports, gaming, the arts, the work that you can do, but most of all, we'd like to know what you'd like to hear in a podcast. And at the end of the episode, we'll be letting you know all the ways in which you can get in touch with your suggestions. First up, we've got one of UCAN's very active members, Emily Gate. A few days ago, Emily caught up with Alex to chat about sport and exercise in general. Over to you guys!
1: Hi, I'm Emily. I'm from Newbridge. I have been a part of UCAN for four years. During my time at UCAN, I have been involved in various different projects such as taking part in a drama course to improve my confidence, and writing and recording music in the studio. As well as this, I have been involved in various different activities around my community, such as sports and exercise programmes, which is what I will be talking about today. I'll be discussing the benefits of fitness and exercise, what it means to me, how it has helped me, and also how it can help others.
2: Hello, so it's Alex here, can's music and sound guy, and I'm talking today to Emily Gate. Uh, hi, Emily. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience with sport generally, how you sort of came to uh, the activities that you've done, uh, what it's been good for for you, and what it's been like since lockdown?
1: When I was a lot younger and I was at school, I was really into my sports. And um, i have been looking to try and get back into sport. Um, and I was looking at Disability Wales. But then I came across um, an organization which was promoting an exercise class called Libanus. Mm. Uh, they're called Libanus Lifestyles, and they're based in Blackwood, which is um, near me, near where I live. And um, I'd heard about them from a friend who actually lives in Blackwood himself, and who takes part in the exercise. Mm. So um, because I wanted to um, join the gym or, and get back to... Um, back to sports and lose a bit of weight and you know just try and get back into it for my physical and mental well-being I yeah. thought this might be an opportunity for me um so I found out more about this um so it's basically um every Mondays it's an exercise group and it's for multiple disabilities not just eyesight yeah they've got people with learning difficulties there and all sorts of different disabilities Sure, mainly mainly learning difficulties wheelchair and um Eyesight. So, what this organisation basically does, um, there's a personal trainer that um, takes leads the group, and his name is Sean, and um, it's a two-hour session. The first hour is the exercise. The second um, um, session is the mindfulness taken by another person. So, what he does in the first hour is all different, various types of in, um, exercise, uh, which involve cardio and weights. And basically all-around exercise. Mm-hmm. And the way he organises it is he's in the middle of the room, and there's all chairs lined up around the room where the group are sat on. And by these chairs, there's various different um, bits of equipment, which he describes what they are, um, goes through how to use them, and gets us to do um, a minute-long exercise on each piece of equipment.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We move chairs as we go around using the different pieces of equipment. So this could be various things such as, dumbbell curls press-ups um in front of one of the chairs there was a there was a mat which you would put down you do press-ups and burpees and planks Oh god! <laughs> yeah lots of different things
2: no one likes burpees right
1: no that's the hardest one I found <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well, that sounds good though so um so you, you find those benefits physically and mentally then I guess do you
1: I did because it helped me a lot. It helped me with my fitness, strength, and I also lost um, a considerable amount of weight doing this as well, mm. which mm. then obviously impacted on my mental welfare and I felt a lot better within myself.
2: So, so it sounds like a, a sort of welcoming, well-run session, w- would you say?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say it was. And he's very descriptive in, um, in everything that he goes through as well. There's a considerable amount that Sean does, which is a really good thing. Um, on a Tuesdays, um, because he does personal care for clients as well, I asked him if it would be possible if he could um, do a bit of personal training in an actual gym with me. Mm. Um, So there was a local gym near me. Um, You know, we have the usual equipment like the treadmills and the rowing machines. Everyone knows about that. Um, So he would give me an hour session personal training. And again, this was a really big help. And actually, I continued to improve on strength and fitness. After the lockdown, um, obviously, I was a bit downcast thinking, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to do sports anymore, um, due to the fact that we're all isolated and not allowed out. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be able to do one-to-one with me. You know, with what's going on. Um, so I looked into virtual apps to start off with. Yeah. Um, so the first one I came across was Joe Wicks, the body coach. Sure. Um, now you can get that on your Amazon Echoes. Okay. Um, you just need to speak into them and say you need to say that name of the echo and then say open body coach and then it goes through a descriptive program of exercises and they're all 15 minutes long
2: okay so is that tailored to be descriptive and accessible uh in that way
1: it is yeah ah. because it's a it's like an audio version because it's on an amazon echo which is just like a speaker sure produces audio i mean there are some that produce video but because due to my vision impairment i just have an audio one yeah and the app is tailored around more listening rather than watching. So, yeah, it works really, really well. He mm. goes through the exercises and he obviously um, says positive comments like, well done. You know, you've done a good job so far. Keep it going. And yeah. he just um, obviously he mentions all the different exercises you can do. So, for example, you could do press-ups, similar things to what Sean was doing. Mm. Uh, maybe star jumps as well. If you've got the room, you know, it all depends what sort of room you've got as well.
2: Yeah, well, he's done a good thing, I think, Joe Wicks, recently. I mean, obviously, he's become very, very well-known. My own daughter has been doing his uh, daily workouts uh, over, you know, the recent weeks. and um,
1: Oh, that's
2: cool, yeah. Yeah, she enjoys it, you know. It's good to see her get a sweat on, and uh, you can see that lift in her energy after she's done it. So uh, good, good for Joe Wicks, I think. I think he's uh, definitely done a yeah. good thing. So is there anything else that you're doing at the moment? Is that the main thing?
1: Well, actually, it used to be the main thing until um, – A good old friend who, um, you know, maybe already introduced in this podcast or maybe talking as well, um, called Megan Price, she introduced me to an organisation called Get Out, Get Active Wales. Yeah. Now, um, they do various different sessions, um, yoga, Zumba, but the main session that I take part in is the Wayne's Weekly Workout on the Thursdays. Yeah. Now, that's half an hour long, and it's on, on Zoom. Wayne, he mainly excels in martial arts. So he involves these patterns in, in the exercises that we're doing, like, and he's very descriptive on the kicks and the punches and the techniques used to be able to do this. Um, what he actually does at the start of the program for those who are visually impaired, because I forgot to mention, this is, um, this is not just for disabled. This is for disabled and non-disabled. This is for everyone. So At the start of the session, for anyone that needs it, he'll go through a description of the exercises and different patterns that we'll be doing throughout. Yeah. Um, And it's audio and video. So if you wanted to put your video on on Zoom, if you felt confident enough, um, he could watch you to make sure you were doing it correctly. Yeah. Or otherwise, you could just go on audio and he could describe things to you and you could just go along doing that. But the good thing about it is he says you go at your own pace. You know, you don't have to, you know... But I think it's good online, you know, with, with this isolation going on, it's good that people are doing Zoom sessions like this because it encourages people to stay active, which is, is encouraged me to stay active. And I've actually, again, lost more of a considerable amount of weight whilst doing these online exercises.
2: Yeah, it's I mean, it's part of this big sort of adaptation that um, everyone's... Involved in, isn't it? Everything going online. I, I, myself, you know, I've changed my exercise patterns, and I'm, I'm actually doing more now at home. Weirdly, um, it seems to have yeah. inspired me to, to do that. Um, so I, I think that's kind of an important message, really, isn't it? Because you can't really underestimate, you know, certainly the, the mental health benefits and the mood boost that you get from doing these kind of things, can you?
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it's been, if I'm being honest, more of a, a greater mood boost. Mm. Um, considering. You know, I was quite surprised. I didn't think there would be so much um, options online, but mm. even at homes made me realise that, you know, that I could also do this and once we get back to normal, I can carry on with the other exercises. So I could be doing twice the amount. The other good thing that's came out of this is that I hadn't heard about get out get active Wales until the lockdown. Yeah. Mm. So if it wasn't for this, I may have never, you know, found out about them.
2: So yeah, I think we would heartily recommend that if uh, anyone out there listening is not yet doing exercise or doesn't feel that they can or feels like it's a sort of uphill kind of thing to be doing, you know, it's worth looking into and we can uh, certainly point people in the right direction, I guess. Um, But I think it'd also be good to hear from people what they've been doing, if they've found other ways or other resources to keep active at home and keep their blood pumping and, and keep their mood up and everything. It'd be good for people to email in and just get in touch and tell us how, yeah, how it's exactly. been for you. We, we'd love to yeah. hear about that, right?
1: Yeah, of course. And then if they have any questions, of course... Um i could do a podcast on answers to people's questions if, if needs be
2: yeah we would like to open up conversations about these topics that we're talking about so uh we'd yeah. certainly like to do we would do follow-ups wouldn't we uh so please yeah. uh listeners you know get in touch let us know what you've been doing or just um how you've been feeling about the exercise issue uh or indeed anything during during lockdown we'd love to hear from you and um we will then respond in future episodes uh because yeah. this podcast is, of course, supposed to be uh, quite interactive. So, um, well, thank you very much, Emily. I've learned something about the whole subject of, uh, well, lockdown exercise and how it seems like anything is possible uh, in some respects, at least through <laughs> through Zoom. Yeah, thank God for that's that. That's
1: fine. Um, thanks for the, um, the chat. It was, it was nice to talk to um, everyone on here about the, the sports and how it's had an impact on me and hopefully it'll impact on others as well.
0: Absolutely. Okay, thanks, Emily next up on the pod squad you own megan price catches up with dan thomas to talk about his love for jujitsu don't get too close meg we apologize for the slightly dodgy recording quality hashtag lockdown problems enjoy
4: hi guys i'm megan price i'm 28 and i live in south wales I've been a part of UCAN now for almost 15 years, as I joined in late 2005. While in UCAN, I have been involved in lots of different projects. So I have performed on stage, I've been involved in participating in UCAN workshops and at the moment I am currently helping to facilitate uh, some workshops alongside other UCAN members as well as this i also volunteer for lots and lots of other people and organisations so currently i volunteer for about ooh about six sight loss related charities uh, other things i love other than obviously volunteering is uh, goalball my passion in life is goalball
5: hey guys my name's dan i'm a 32 year old bearded nerd from cardiff and they're like Sci-fi books, music, and combat sports.
4: Hello, Hi. how's it going? Hi. Okay, thank you. Um, well, today I thought we'd have a chat about your jujitsu. That's okay. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. What do you want to know? <clears throat> well, um, first off, I was thinking, um, could you give me um, something like a description of what jujitsu is? Because, like, I've never been involved with it myself, so it'd be good to actually know. You know, have an idea of what jujitsu is. <laughs>
5: it's basically a grappling based martial art you start on your feet but the idea is to get your opponent to the ground uh with some kind of takedown on either a throw or a leg sweep or something like that and get them to the ground and then you you grapple with them until you can achieve a submission until you can apply a leg lock or an arm lock or a choke hold so it's basically just it's submission grappling similar to judo there's there's no kicking involved, there's no punching. It's all full contact, all sort of like based on what you can do uh, with your opponent's body. So yeah, similar to judo only, I always say uh, less formal than judo. Like they, there's no there's no bowing or anything. We don't tend to bow to each other. Like I, I did judo as a child and it's very much like you bow to your sensei at the beginning of the class. You bow before you have a fight in competition and all that sort of stuff. So it's very, there's, there's much less of that sort of thing. Um, in 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 jiu-jitsu than there is in judo so mm-hmm. you, you just like the competition we just saw tend to walk onto the mat shake hands and get you know get get stuck in and get going so
4: how uh, how long have you been involved with jiu-jitsu then now because it feels like quite you know to me it feels like ages you've been doing it now
5: well well i took my first class in september of 2017 and i got a, i remember getting the flu and an, earache, uh, and an ear infection excuse me at once ouch not, not good timing <laughs> no i couldn't try I ended up not being able to go to to another class for about six weeks and everyone was like I went, went back to my second class and I was like oh we thought you, you weren't interested but no so I started I started going properly in October I was going uh, twice or no so end of October beginning of November I started going twice a week and I was lucky enough to to meet a guy there who would help me uh, who's a very good uh, very good teacher very good at breaking things down for people and he became like my main training partner and he basically said to me Well, I'm here every night of the week. I train five days a week. So if you ever want picking up on your picking up, I come past your house on the way to training so I can pick you up. So I made a friend and I started training twice a week and within six months I was also training five nights a week. So I got I got hooked pretty quickly.
4: Oh wow. So what what got you interested like in the first place? Why why did you go to that first class?
5: To be honest with you, because I was sick of being overweight and unhealthy and feeling lazy and tired all the time i needed something i needed something to do something some kind of exercise to do and i figured out over the over the years the best kind of exercise to do is the exercise you enjoy doing
4: mm-hmm.
5: um, so i started merely for health reasons mainly to i wanted to lose weight i wanted to get fitter um, you know i wanted to you know just just have have more activity in my life I wasn't doing a great deal I'd you know I was doing some volunteering but I wasn't doing a great deal else at the time so I got into that to sort of find something else to do with my life and to to occupy my time with then like I said I got hooked I became addicted to it and up until down, I was addicted to it um but yeah it was mainly it was mainly for health reasons and I'd spoken to I spoke to a girl in California who a visually impaired girl who told me she was doing it, and I said, "Oh, this is something you know, visually impaired people can do," because I didn't know anything about it until then. And I remember, I remember, I went to Google Cardiff Jiu Jitsu, and I looked at the first result. Called the dude in charge, who's called Rob Taylor, super nice guy. <clears throat> I called him up. I told him what I wanted, they explained my situation he said, No problem, just tell me when you 're coming down and i 'll make sure i'll make sure we look after you and that's yeah that was that was how I got started Any anybody can can do jujitsu. it's, it's that 's what the proper jiu-jitsu masters will tell you jiu is for everyone and that's what they mean Anyone can do it. you don't have to be you don't have to be a super athlete you don't have to be in Really good physical shape when you when you start doing it. You know anyone mm-hmm. can get good at jiu jitsu. Anyone
4: can do it. I really love that. Um, what I want to know though mm. is um, what's been your most memorable, um, you know, uh, or your best memory of jiu jitsu.
5: The blue, the blue belt is the first belt you earn. So it meant a lot to me to get that. You, it takes about eighteen to, to eighteen months to two years to get it. I got mine in uh i got mine in say about 21 months twenty, twenty-one months um with all the training i was doing but that was that was a really big deal first of all i had no idea that it was happening people kept saying to me you're going to get your blue belt suit don't worry you're going to be a blue belt suit you just wait <laughs> and i was like nah nah i've got ages to go yet um and it just sort of happened uh what was it i still remember the date actually august 3rd it was um and we uh, Rob does the does the uh, the belt presentations at the end of the class, so that everyone can see them. And he always makes sure to make a, make a little bit of a speech about the person, about why they're getting their belt and what have you. And he made the he made a speech and he talked about uh, things. And to be honest, I didn't even realize he was talking about me until he said my name and the person next to me pushed me forward. No way. <laughs> yeah, and I but, but, so I, I was it came completely out of the blue. But that for me was. Like everybody said to me, like, those don't get handed out. You've got to earn those at my gym. Rob doesn't hand them out. So, I, you know, that was validation for me that I'd been,
6: mm-hmm.
5: that I could train with. And I've never, you know, uh, I've, I'm the only blind person I've ever come across doing it. I know there are others, but I've never come across them in, uh, while I've been training. So, so to be the only blind person at my gym and to get that, to get my blue belt was sort of validation that, yes, I can do just as well as everybody else that can see. So that was that was big.
4: I can imagine because, like you're there, like everyone else, like we were saying earlier, like the inclusion, being able to get to the same level as someone else. No,
5: I've just had to put the work in. I've had to practice, and I've had to practice my moves, and I've had to practice my sparring, which is what everybody else has to do to get better.
4: Um, out of curiosity, actually, so um, obviously you were saying about a lot of hard, you know, work, um, practicing mm. the techniques, etc. So, does that mean you? Have- have to do um a lot of practice outside the sessions or or is it mainly well, just in the sessions where you train
5: it's just in the sessions where i train i was just going to a lot of them i would um on a typical week before lockdown i would often go monday night tuesday tuesday nights wednesdays thursdays nights <laughs> and saturday mornings sometimes as well so i would get in a few a good few training sessions in a week if you train that much you practice that much you're going to get better at things if you wow. if you know you know if you'll know yourself and you know or anyone who who has any kind of skill if you're a musician if you're any kind of if you play any kind of sport the best way to get better at it is to do more of it definitely
4: right? mm-hmm. So definitely um going back a little bit to what you were saying about as oh, so you got involved um because of you know uh for fitness reasons etc mm-hmm. would you say that you you know that the, the ju has then helped you have you know are you absolutely
5: absolutely now? i am in the first year i lost three stone i went from three
1: stone three
5: stone i went from uh what was it about yeah 50 pounds i lost i went from 230 pounds to 180 pounds i might have even been a little bit lighter than that when i was training um, when i was really into it and i was dieting when i was eating properly i may have even been a little bit lighter but i lost like i said within the first year i lost three stone and i felt much healthier i felt fitter i could do more i had i had i just had more energy getting up in the mornings and stuff like that just because i was giving my body more of a workout so i feel so much better both mentally mentally because i have something to dedicate my time on something that you know when i'm not maybe when I'm not doing well, sometimes I can point at it and say, there's my progress in jujitsu. That's what I've done lately in jujitsu. That's, that's what I've improved at. So there's that mental side of it. And then there's, and you know, exercise is good for you anyway. It's good yes. for your brain anyway, I think any kind of exercise. But like I said, it has to be fun. The best way to, to do exercise is to find exercise that's fun for you. And jujitsu is fun for me. And that, that makes it so that I can get you know, things out of it from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint as far as my health's concerned. So it's there's no there's no downside to it really, as far as I'm concerned. Everybody should try it once.
4: That's that's unbelievable. To be honest with you, I'm actually still a little caught up on the three-stone part. Something I was also interested to to ask as well. Um, so for example, I'll see you like me and Goldball, I like it because mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons is obviously it gives me other skills. if You see what I mean. So it's it's fun mm-hmm. and ex- exercise, but you also get um, other skills out of it that you can use in everyday um, scenarios. Mm-hmm. Is that the same with jiu jitsu? Are there other skills you can get out of it other than just fun and exercise? Well,
5: I'm definitely. I would say I'm more patient now. I'm probably better at like some decision making and stuff like that, just because I've had to learn to be patient in sparring. I've had to learn that. You know, it's a good equalizer. No matter how <clears throat> how how fit you are and things like that, uh, when you come to your first judo lesson, you're going to get beaten up. People are going to beat you up. People bigger than you are going to beat you up. People smaller than you are going to beat you up. Girls might beat you up if you're a dude, right? <laughs> that all those things will probably happen to you, right? It's a good ego trimmer, you might say. It's a good way of sort of bringing you back down to earth, of sort of reminding you to sort of check your ego and you know that there are always people better than you and that it doesn't matter if you're not good at something
1: so
4: if somebody has been listening to this found it interesting or maybe has been thinking oh, i wouldn't mind maybe giving it a try um mm-hmm. is there any advice mm-hmm. you'd give them you know what should they do is there something they should keep in mind um you know um, is there any recommendations you'd well, give
5: if you, want to start, if you want to try it, I would recommend you do it. Don't, don't be scared. Just go, go for one lesson. People are friendly. People are nice. Um, another thing I always say about jiu-jitsu, it's a, good, um, it's a good idiot filter. People who come in and think they're amazing and think they're all that and whatever, again, they, their ego gets brought down a peg or two. So you, get, you end up with a, or at least an outer gym. So, and and you know the other gyms I've visited, I've visited a few different gyms around the country. And everybody's very nice. Everyone's very friendly. Everyone's very helpful. They want to see people get better, you know, and things like that. So, if you want to try it, go and try it. If you're here in Cardiff, have a look. Look up Rob Taylor Jiu-Jitsu on Google. Rob's uh, once we're open again, I'm sure Rob would be, um, and we're functioning properly. Rob would be happy to, to to give you a class to let you come down and try a class, and you know, take you on if that's what you wanted to do. Rob's, <clears throat> like I said, he took me and your questions asked, and he's been. Awesome. I've got like a lot of respect for Rob as a coach and a person. So that's all I can say. And if you live in other places, yeah, just Google jujitsu in your area. But yeah, go and try it. Remember, it is going to be hard. Then you people will be nice, but you will struggle at first. You will get beaten up, and you will probably get beaten up a lot for the first sort of six months or so. That's fine. Don't let that deter you from from sticking it out and trying to trying to do it it's fine it happens to everyone but just go and give it a try and it's, it's it's fun i always describe it to people who i'm trying to sell jiu-jitsu to as remember how you used to roll around on the floor and play fighters kids it's like that only somebody's teaching you to be good at it <laughs> that's that's how i always describe it so yeah go and try it go and it'll be it'll be an hour you'll enjoy an hour you'll have an hour of fun and you'll be tired and a little beaten up but you'll have had fun and you'll learn some so go and try it if if you're at all curious go and try
4: it fabulous thank you so much dan no Um, worries i think we should wrap it up there because we're gonna talk forever yeah
5: (laughs) all right that's it Meg.
4: thank you dan
0: no worries next up alex caught up with jordan to chat about his experiences with karate
2: so, Jordan, as you know, this episode, we're talking about disability sports a bit. And I wanted to ask you about your experience with karate. Um, how long have you been doing that for, roughly? Do you know? Um, since I was 13. Oh, so quite a while then, yeah. How old are you now? 24. All right. So how have you found that over the years? What, what has it been like for you? Is it, has it been enjoyable? What, what do you think of it? Yeah, I really enjoy it. The instructor's really great in that. Um he seems quite
3: capable with disabilities and that.
2: Yeah. So he's able to guide you really well, is he? Yeah. Oh good. Okay. So um what do you find you get out of karate?
3: Um, just exercise and meeting uh, new people.
2: Yeah. And are there other disabled people there or is it a mix? he runs a of um disability classes. I see, okay. Is it normally is it weekly or yeah, weekly, yeah. Okay. Obviously now we're in lockdown, so what's happened there with the karate?
3: Um, I am being able to, because he's doing it on Messenger and Zoom, because I can't really see, so it's a bit hard for me at the moment.
2: Yeah, so unfortunately it's it's kind of shut that down for you yep. right now, isn't it? Yeah. So um, do, you, do you feel like you miss it? Yes. Yeah. You're not getting those benefits of the exercise? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you're able to do in the meantime, or, or are you a bit stuck?
3: Well, I know I can do some practice in the house, but it's not the same.
2: Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, well, all we can do is sort of hope that, um, you know, things are going to get going as normal before too long, I guess. Is it something you would recommend to other people? Yeah, I would. What, uh, what belt are you on? Do you do, you do belts? Um,
3: I'm brown at the moment.
2: Brown, okay. Uh, so do you have to sort of fight other people, you know? Or, or...
3: No, no, I don't have to do any of that because
2: because
3: mm. on my site and he do, doesn't recommend that.
2: No, sure. But what you are doing is learning the moves and.
3: Yeah, and also patterns as well, which are moves and stuff.
2: Okay, sounds really good. Uh, okay, well, thanks for that, Jordan. Um, should we. What's the name of the um, instructor or the class? His name is Rob Green, and the company is St. Pat's Karate Club. Okay, so we'll just give a little shout out to them because uh, obviously doing a good thing. Let's hope you can get that back there pretty soon then. Yeah. All right, that's great. Thank
0: you very much for talking to me, Jordan. That's right, Cheers. Next up on the Pod Squad, Kyle gives us a fascinating insight on what it's like to be a blind professional wrestler. Tell us more, mate.
7: My name is Kyle, and I am a professional wrestler. Uh, well, trainee, technically. And uh, to give you a flavour of kind of what it's like and a bit of uh, insight into what it is, uh, professional wrestling is essentially an art form where athletes and performers uh, construct. It's, it's basically kind of like a simulation of a combat sport. Um, sort of um, what you might see with the UFC, you know, with us, it's, it's fixed, obviously. There is that element to it. It is physically demanding. It's mentally tough. It's creatively tough. But uh, it's a very unique art form. And one of the things that I enjoy most about it is being able to balance out that sort of character side of things with physicality and state fit. And, you know, I've always had an interest in stories. Um, it's, a, it's just a, a part of my life, really. I've always been a writer um, and, and an actor and very much keen to uh, do anything creative. But I think with professional wrestling, it also required physical uh, skills and i've always had a passion for martial arts in fact as a kid i played judo and i am a, a black belt in jiu-jitsu and uh, so i've, I've found a, a perfect medium for them but to give you kind of an idea of what it's been like the first few months of training were really hard uh, just physically you know the, the the fitness side of things was very tough but then also um being able to handle the pressure of being in front of a crowd. My very first match, it was a a battle royal. So lots of people in the ring. You go in and you knock a few people down and you try to eliminate people by throwing them over the top rope. Sounds simple, right? Well, you'd think that, but actually what happened was... Um <laughs> it was chucking it down with rain and we were we were outside in this big park, this huge, huge field. So I run in, I, I run down, I can't get my jacket off properly, so I look like an idiot doing that. But I managed to get my jacket off, I jump in the ring, I'm in these horrible tides. And you know, uh I get in the ring and I can't see anybody because it's raining, you know and so, <laughs> so I, I freeze completely on the spot and the crowd are you know like uh they they're just killing me over it they're not forgiving me in the slightest and somebody eventually came over and kicked me and said i fight me fight me and, you know so i end up kind of stuck in the corner and uh it's just in that situation, you know. You, you go from there, and you you're physical. You know, you hit hard, and you you're tight when you grab a hold. You you make sure it's on tight, but everything's safe, you know. And that that's the the balance side of things. You know, we're we're physical, but we're not trying to damage each other. And eventually, I somehow I got lost, and I remember one of the uh, girls in the battle royal said, Carl, uh, do you know when you're going out? And I said, no, I'm terrified. Can you help me? And she said, yeah, don't, hang on. Take one of these. And she proceeded to kick me about 20 times. At least it felt like that. Um, and then I fell over the top rope and I, run, I ran back to the to the tent and got changed and sort of slumped off, quite embarrassed. But that was my first match. And uh, by match five, I, I think I was uh, much more confident you know, I was much happier then because um, an important aspect of taking on any sport, I think especially when you have a visual impairment, is just being able to um, find your own confidence, find your own style, uh, adapt to it. You know, I can't I can't do drop kicks and I can't do crazy running spots and things, but I could do the grappling side of things because I'd had that experience of being a grappler and genuinely having to fight for my life and... Tap people out for real, so I, I'd already had that, and thankfully, um, it worked out for me. You know, I managed to adapt, I found my style that works for me, I found a character that suits me, and uh, so I can't wait to get back to it, really. You know, and I hope that, that uh, if anybody does think about giving it a go, then you know, <laughs> don't be put off by my experience. Um, If you find the right school and you find the right people to support you and who will adapt things for you, um, there's nothing you can't do, really. And that goes for everything, you know, not just wrestling, but anything, really. So, yeah, that's my story.
0: That's almost all we've got time for in this episode of The Pod Squad. But we've got plenty of exciting content coming up in the next few weeks. But as I said at the start of the episode... We'd like to know what you'd like to hear in a podcast. So please don't hesitate to get in touch with any of your suggestions. Email podsquad at youcanproductions.org. That's podsquad at youcanproductions.org. Or visit the UCAN website. I will see you next time, but just before we go... He is longtime time member and now workshop leader, Jake Sawyers. He's going to introduce a piece of music very close to Yukon's heart in honour of a friend of Yukon who recently and tragically lost his life.
5: This song, written and composed by Ellie Waite and sung by Ellie Waite and Mara Jarman, was created for Yukon's 2017 production of Good Company, a show about the art of kindness. A show which was inspired by Yukon's dear friend, Darren Milan, who very sadly recently passed away. Working with Darren had a huge impact on the Yukon team, and he will be greatly missed. We hope you enjoy. Oh!
6: you be so kind, love. Kind love and make me smile just for a while, just for a while. Would you be so kind? car